0: Alex Pearson with you, 640 Toronto, and over the weekend, I was reading uh, Howard Levitt's tale of recently being held up at uh, Knife Point. He was, I guess, uh, I'll give you the abbreviated version. He's got a very, very lovely, um, I guess, uh, Ferrari that's quite unique. And um, he had just pulled into his driveway, and he got out of the car, and he saw another car there. He didn't know what it was. And then before you know it, there are two guys saying, the car or your life? And he's like, uh, you can have the car. And then he went through uh, the story, trying to say like he couldn't get through to nine one one. Took twenty minutes. And by that point, he realized the car is gone. Well, and we all know where the car was going. I think they had ended up retrieving it, but uh, the cars are going to the border. Either, well, if it's here, they're going to Montreal, and in well in BC, they go to the port. Everyone knows where these cars are going. <laughs> no one does anything to stop it. It's insane. So I guess Howard Levitt now becomes a stat. And um, he gave me a stat in the new report that came out over the last couple of days, which says that uh, cars in this country are being stolen every six minutes. Every six minutes to the point it's a crisis. So when you look at Ontario's numbers, 27,495 vehicles were taken in 2021. Only five people were charged. I mean, give me a break. That's crazy. The damage done to the economy, only five people charged in Toronto, 9,600 cars were taken in 2022. That's triple the thefts of 2025. And of course, organized crime is at the center of this uh, whole, whole ring. And of course, they, they make a lot of money. They know they're not going to get stopped. And then they use all this money to finance all the drugs, all the trafficking, firearms, smuggling, tax evasion, money laundering, you name it, terrorism. So no one in charge seems to want to fix this. But the longer this goes on, I mean, it's just driving up the cost on everything. Michael Rota is a CEO and president of the Canadian Finance and Leasing Association. He joins us now. Thanks so much for joining.
1: Thanks, Alex. Uh, Thanks for having me.
0: The numbers are shocking. We have been talking about this for quite some time. But when you actually kind of lay out the stats of how bad this uh, has gotten and yet no urgency at any level of government to solve it.
1: Well, I think it depends where you're looking. Um, in the GTA, currently, the uh, auto or the, the chiefs of police have gotten together and uh, started looking at this in a serious way, um, led by the Peel Chief of Police. And uh, also, the Ford government recently announced a uh, over 50 million dollars towards the creation of the auto theft uh, unit, tasked specifically with dealing with this issue. Mm-hmm. And then, what I think, as a, a ex-prosecutor, uh, that is a good idea is they've also taxed on to that some special prosecutors to deal with it, so they'll have that specialty understanding of those types of prosecutions.
0: Yeah, but the thing is they what they need, they need a huge bulk up of border services, which has been, you know, um, you know money's been taken out by, by successive governments, as if we didn't need it. But, I mean, it's clear these people know that they can exploit, you know, our, our border crossings, um, they can load these cars up onto a bunch of, um, into those containers, and the ships will move them in and out of international waters. So people, I, I mean, those doing these crimes know that we are a country or a, even like Toronto is a place to be um, exploited. So they do so. So, you know, I understand that, that they are putting some policing on it, but it's such an enormous, you know, uh, problem that unless the federal governments really bulk up, I think, border security and give, you know, the agents enough to go after this, it is a really big battle.
1: Well, you're, you're absolutely right on that score. Um, the uh, Canada Border Services Agency uh, is... is not really been um, putting the resources to this that we think that they could. They were given the tools back in, in 2010 with some legislation that specifically made auto theft a crime. Mm. And in fact, um, for those individuals that had a third charge minimum a minimum or mandatory sentence of six months in jail, but it's just not being utilized. There's In the report, the things that we highlight is not everything is a long-term expensive uh, solution. There are things that we can do immediately to address this, and that is the sharing of information We know that uh, Canada Border Services do get this information, but they don't share it with the industry where we would be able to take action and sort of recover some of these vehicles before they get containered out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would think you would think, and I know I'm oversimplifying this, like maybe have a couple of cops or a whole bunch of cops at the border crossings. Like they do these kinds of things almost right out in the open. And so you wonder, why doesn't anyone actually start doing something about it? Albeit, I know there are a lot of risks because we're not talking just, you know, mom and pop uh, shop crime. We're talking organized crime.
1: No, this is definitely organized crime. Um, You know, I can't speak for uh, Canada Border Services Agency and and why they're not putting resources here. Um, It's something that we've raised on a number of occasions with them, and the report is in reaction. We haven't heard a lot back, and so we're trying to sort of put a little bit of a spotlight on the inactivity in this area.
0: Yeah. The other side of it is the dealership. I mean, everything is just so, um, you know, the technology is so amazing. But it's also making things, I think, pretty easy. The the thieves have mastered this kind of thing. And so what are you what, – what could the dealerships – other than people going back to the club uh, or I don't know. I don't know what you do. But wh- how could the dealerships help in this?
1: Interesting, you know, uh, people do look to the club, and, yeah. and I'm sure it, it does make it a little bit easier or, or sort of more difficult to, to steal the vehicle. But it's definitely not. Uh, I mean, there is no silver bullet. I guess is the, the short answer to that. Um, there is some technology, third-party technology out there for uh, to put tracking devices and um, uh, anti-theft uh, devices to disable the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, sometimes the simplest measures are the best. So if you've got a vehicle where it has a push button to start the vehicle. Then you have a FOB that is constantly sending out a signal looking for a car to communicate with. And one of the things we're telling consumers is don't keep that, that key by the front door as we all do. Bring that deeper in the house or better, better yet, put it in what's called a Faraday bag. Mm-hmm. one of these sort of uh, signal blocking bags because the, the criminals, what they do is they can just driving by your house or sitting in front of your house. They can then receive that, create a, a FOB of their own and steal your vehicle. Or incredibly, people are still leaving their vehicles unattended and running that, you know, absolutely you shouldn't do it. So it's not about making your vehicle theft proof. It's just making it much more difficult to steal than the next person so that you don't have to go through the, the trauma of, 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 you know, having having your car and, and trying to replace it.
0: Yeah. And it, it like it's it's just a car. You know, like Howard Levitt's like, it's just a car, albeit his was a lovely Ferrari that you can't really replace. I mean, but it, it is a car. It can be replaced, but it's expensive. And, and ultimately, Michael, this can't keep going because our insurance rates are sky high. They're not going to come back down. And I do think it's a matter of time before this starts to escalate to the point where, you know, people are going to say, well, if no one else is going to do something, I'll do something. And then we get totally different headlines.
1: Yeah. Well, it's interesting. The Insurance Bureau of Canada uh, estimates that it's costing Canadians a billion dollars a year, uh, this, this uh, epidemic of car theft? That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's a lot and of money. And that affects all of us at all levels. So consumers, the the companies that finance them, uh, the manufacturers and the insurance companies, all of them have a part to play in this, And it, both in terms of sort of, being the victim, but also in terms of finding a solution.
0: Sure. I mean, you look, if you take that money, just the billion dollars, um, you know, to think of what you could do to mitigate this kind of stuff and to, to, you know, start proactively uh, trying to combat it. Cause it's not just cars. I mean, we have fentanyl pouring into this country and all sorts of other issues, but a billion dollars um, is a lot to lose. So why don't they just spend it in, in, in trying to stop this? Because we have a terrible reputation in this country for being able to do everything, whether it's snow washing money uh, stealing cars. And my concern is that uh, no one's ever going to take it seriously enough.
1: Well, there's some indication that people are starting to wake up to it. I think uh, you know, when I have conversations uh, both in, in Ottawa and across the country with uh, uh, decision makers on this point, they all come back and, and have an anecdote of their own, whether they have had a vehicle stolen or yeah. a loved one or a friend. Uh, so people are starting to take notice. And um, our hope is that that goes from publicity to concrete action.
0: Yeah, I mean, we vote for these people. And frankly, you know, you spend a lot of money on a car and, and it's it's very violating uh, to know that someone's been in it, let alone taken it, and there's not much you can do yeah. about it. So I get it. Nonetheless, really interesting numbers, Michael. We do talk about it, but clearly we have to shame them into it. So I'm happy to have you back.
1: i <laughs> uh, love to, love to. Uh, you know, come back and give you an update on where we're at.
0: Excellent. Good stuff. All right. Thank you so much.
1: Wonderful. Thank
0: you. That's uh, Michael Rota, breaking down the numbers. He's with the Canadian Finance and Leasing Association. Uh, My car got, um, on our street, if you don't lock your door, every single night, you can see them. People just come by, they touch your thing, and they try to open it. If you've got it, they'll take your change. Um, And I guess stupidly, I I left my door open. I, I generally go down and always try to lock it, and so I got in. And you can tell right away, there's just everything everywhere, paperwork everywhere. My usual mess messier. And they didn't not knock on wood. They didn't take anything because I don't leave anything in my car because I know this. But it stunk. And I knew someone was in my car. And they were smoking in my car. And they were yucky in my car. And uh, so you can't, you can't leave anything unlocked. And for whatever reason, no one, knock on wood, really wants to steal a mini SUV. They're not the hot vehicle. But they are getting taken. My neighbor got their car taken. Never got it back. So it is a thing. Hopefully, uh, government in charge will actually start to take charge because it is not a victimless crime. It costs us a fortune.